What is going on everybody? Welcome to Kessel Run Radio, the fastest Star Wars show in the galaxy. My name is Noah Outlaw, I'm your host as always, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 11 of Kessel Run Radio. We got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be talking about the Sith Troopers that were revealed on the Star Wars show a couple weeks back. I'm a little late to the party on this one because I didn't have a show last week because I was out of town, but I'm going to talk about them now because they look bad ass. Also going to be discussing some of the news we got from the Lucasfilm publishing panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Got a lot of new interesting releases that I'm very excited to talk about. Also, Kevin Smith uh, visited the set of The Rise of Skywalker as he's pretty much done with all the Star Wars movies, I think, because he's Kevin Smith and he's amazing. And he said that the final shot of the film will melt your mind and the ideas and the speculation that are running through my head when I hear that gets me very, very excited. Also, John Favreau confirmed that The Mandalorian Season 1 is finished and is ready to be consumed by our eyeballs. And also, he's writing Season 2 right now. And finally, Michael Giacchino went to Twitter to tweet a very cryptic Star Wars tweet where he said, Hi, Star Wars. Hope you're having a good evening. What in the hell does he mean by that? We're going to talk about all that on this episode of Kessel Run Radio. So let's just get right into this. The Sith Troopers. Guys, when I first saw these troopers, I... I, I well, the thing is, you first, if, if you're into the Star Wars, you know, books and stuff like that, you know of Cardinal in the First Order, who deserted the First Order as well. And I, I immediately thought, wow, I mean, more Red Stormtroopers. I thought that was kind of his thing. But he did desert the First Order, so I guess they wouldn't really have to be like, think that anymore. They can just be like, ah, oh, fuck it, just get Red Stormtroopers and then, I guess. That's fine. They can do that if they would like to. Uh, but, uh, guys, I think they look really cool. Uh, and, I'm, and there's a lot of crazy theories kind of going around about these about these troopers. And, and they're, they're, they're very interesting because you, you think of the name alone. Sith Troopers. What does that mean? You know, the, 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 the Sith are done. We haven't even mentioned the Sith. Um, barely. I think there's been like one mention of the Sith in this entire sequel trilogy so far. And that was when Kylo was like, the Sith Jedi, let it all die. Like, and, 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 and even whenever we are talking about the Sith, it's Kylo saying, let it die. So immediately when you hear Sith troopers for the First Order, you think, okay, why would Kylo want the Sith to die, but then also name like a whole battalion of stormtroopers after the Sith troopers? Makes me think that Kylo may not even like these troopers, or maybe the troopers are kind of against him at some point in this film. That would maybe make sense, you know, thinking about the arc that Kylo Ren could or maybe take. So that's kind of the first thing that came to my mind when I heard the name. And uh, it, 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 it opens the door for a lot of possibilities. Um, and also, something very interesting. At Comic-Con, they had like a whole big uh, like stage where they had all the variations of the Stormtroopers and from all the Star Wars movies. And they included the Sith Trooper. And on its little plaque that was removed rather quickly, uh, I'll say, uh, they had like, because they had plaques, you know, describing all the different troopers, like the Scarif, Scarif troopers and, you know, the Scout troopers and all those. Uh, the Sith trooper had a plaque, and this is what it said. This is what it said on the plaque. It said, in its ultimate push toward galactic conquest, the First Order readies an army of elite soldiers that draw inspiration and power from a dark and ancient legacy. So, they say, the, the, the key here is draw inspiration and power. 
Okay, so it's one thing to be inspired by the Sith, right? These troopers could totally be inspired by the Sith if they wanted to. They could be like, oh yeah, we can be Sith. I'm down for that. But what's interesting is they say they draw power from the Sith. So that can mean many things. Because here's the thing. If, are you telling me that these troopers are walking around and all of them have the power of Sith Lords? Because if so, the resistance is fucked. The resistance is done for. Because, you, you know, the, it, it, there's always been only two Siths at a time. Or not always, but in the, in the films at least, there's been two Sith, two Sith Lords, or two Siths, I should say. Siths is such a weird thing to say in parentheses. Like, like, or not parentheses, in, in, in whatever the, what's the word where you, God, I'm stupid. But whatever, you know what I mean? Like, Siths, it's hard to say. Anyways, Siths, there's only been two Siths, 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 what the fuck? Two Siths at a time in, like, the history of the movies, I should say. And so, and they've been hard to take down. So if you're going to tell me that there's a whole battalion of stormtroopers that have the power of the Sith, the resistance is in a lot of trouble. Um, so that'll be very interesting to see exactly what they mean by they draw power from the Sith. Um, I've seen a few theories. There was one that said that all the, there was a, there was a theory for these troopers that said that they're all clones of Palpatine, which, um, ah, well, I, 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 first off, that would be really stupid, I think. I don't like, I don't just want there to be a bunch of Palpatines running around. That would be so weird, right? And also, Palpatine, they, they're true, they're stormtroopers. Palpatine's style was not, oh, I'm gonna let me grab the blaster. I'm gonna grab this blaster. You know what I mean? He'd much rather use his lightning in his fingertips, as we all would. If we all had, if we, if us as human beings were like, all right, you can choose, you can have this, this, this gun, this blaster. Um, you have to hold it, you have to carry it around, and, and you have to like pick it up and, you know, bing, pew, pew, pew. Or they were like, or you can just have this insane, insanely magical power where you just hold your hands up and lightning comes out of your hands. And it's like weightless. There's nothing. You don't have to carry it around. We'd all choose lightning, right? So Palps is, he had the right idea. So I don't think Palpatine, if they had a bunch of these clones of Palpatine, first off, I doubt they would just throw them in a stormtrooper uniform, even though they do look really cool and they're all red and crazy. I don't think they would do that. My personal theory for the tr for the Sith troopers is that, and I'm not saying when I say my personal theory, I'm not saying I think this is what's gonna be the case. I just think it would be interesting. I'd be the most interested if this is what it was. I think it'd be really cool if the Sith troopers were kind of s the variations of uh, the troopers uh, from Kamino, like the original clones that are still around for some reason, because we all know they had they were they aged faster than normal uh, human beings because they needed to grow fast so they could be ready for war. But I think it'd be cool that if like all the ones, because there was probably a good amount where there was like a glitch in their genetic coding from the Kaminoans, and maybe the, they, they live to be in, in like insanely long, they live an insanely long life, um, and or, or maybe they just, or like, I don't even know, like they're, it's something in their coding could have changed to where they could still be alive in this time period. And maybe the reason they call them Sith troopers is because they were around when the Sith were kind of like a thing, when Palpatine and, and, and Darth Maul and Count Dooku and all of them were kind of in their prime. 
And so that would make sense maybe call them Sith Troopers and maybe they're badass because they're older. They have all this experience because if, if, if that is the case, they've been through you know the Republic to the Empire to the First Order all the way to this point in the Rise of Skywalker. So I think it'd be pretty interesting to see that happen and also we'd get a chance to maybe see Tamara Morrison in, uh, in Star Wars again, which would be amazing. Uh, we need to get that man back in Star Wars pronto right now. But guys, uh, the Sith Troopers—they're cool looking. I—I uh, think they're—I think they're going to be really cool. I think they're going to be badass. And they're going to sell lots of toys, and at the end of the day, that's why they're in the movie. They sell a lot of toys. That's why they look so cool. And um, there's always different variations of, of of stormtroopers and tie fighters and all this stuff, so they can sell toys. Um, but you know, us Star Wars fans think there's all some big meaning behind it. When usually they're going to be on screen for probably ten minutes in the Rise of Skywalker and will be pretty devastating maybe in their 10 minutes that they are on screen, but probably not going to be much after that or before that. And they'll probably show up in some like animated series along the, down, 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 down the line. But that's all I have to say about the Sith Troopers. Can't wait to see more of them. Can't wait for the Rise of Skywalker to see everything come to fruition in that film. Um, can't wait to see more of the Sith Troopers. All right, guys, San Diego Comic-Con was this past weekend. Got a lot of crazy news. Marvel, wow. They really brought out the big guns. They really, really went in at San Diego Comic-Con releasing their uh, almost their entire Phase 4 slate. Or they did release the entire Phase 4 slate. Um, but I think there was some... I think Fantastic Four is going to technically, technically be in Phase 4. But they, didn't, um, they weren't able to put it out there or something. I'm not sure. There's a lot of crazy reports going on around this weekend about Marvel. But this is not a Marvel show. This is a Star Wars show. And Lucasfilm Publishing had a panel... And it's gonna, and they, they have, there's a lot of exciting things that they announce. And I'm gonna talk about this one first because this is by far the most exciting for me, especially because Kylo Ren is my favorite new character in Star Wars. I think what Adam Driver has brought to the character of Kylo Ren has just been astonishing. He's been fantastic, uh, and, and, and he's just really made this character amazing and he's one of my, he's, he's definitely my favorite new character in the sequel trilogy and he has a very interesting history that we've all been curious about ever since we first saw him in that first teaser trailer that was released on like Thanksgiving of 2014 back in back in November 2014 when we first saw him open up that double bladed that that you know the the lights his his crazy cool lightsaber um and we are finally going to figure out what in the hell his backstory is with the Rise of Kylo Ren Marvel mini series? It's going to be four issues written by Charles Soule, who is great. He did he does does the Darth Vader series, um, and 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 wow, those, those are some probably some of the best comics uh, in Star Wars right now. A part of this new uh, Disney era, Marvel era um, of Star Wars right now. So very excited to see him take on this character of Kylo Ren. And basically, he, he, he described it as Ben to Ren. And as you can see on the screen right now, the cover for it is Kylo and the Knights of Ren. And we've known the Knights of Ren have had a lot to do with Kylo's kind of turn towards the dark side. Um, so really, really excited to kind of learn more about them, see how Snoke plays into all of it, because I love Snoke. I think he's a great character, and I really can't wait to learn more about him and see more about him. And you have to think he'll most definitely be in this comic series um, at, at least a little bit and just the just the overall excitement for this was crazy when the, I, re I remember getting on Twitter 
right after this was kind of announced and everyone was going insane for it. Everyone was super excited and as they should be because like I said, Kylo Ren is this very mystical character. We don't know much about, you know, he's related to some of our, you know, he's Han and Leia's son for God's sake. You know, of course we want to know more about him and, and, and not only that, he's Han and Leia's son who went to the dark side and was trained by Luke. And, and, and basically is the reason Luke went into exile and shut himself off from the Force. So, there's a lot to uncover here. And I'm really, really, really stupid excited to learn more about it. Uh, yeah, can't, can't, can't wait for it. Can't wait for all this. The, the, uh, you, know, you know how for every Star Wars movie they have like the journey to the, they had the journey to the Force Awakens. And the journey to the Last Jedi. And all this, the journey to the Rise of Skywalker content is going to be amazing and I cannot wait to engulf all of it into my brain and my eyeballs. It's gonna be fantastic. Also, we got the new cover for the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. And if you're like me, you freaking love the Visual Dictionaries. That's like, you're, that's like whenever a new film is coming out, like a new Star Wars film, obviously, I'm, we're very excited. We are very excited. If you're watching this, you're excited. And my favorite part of one of the, every one of the new movies is the visual dictionary that comes out and you get to learn more about just these little tiny details in the film and can't and, and it's just it's, it's it, you can't top it like I just love love learning about all these little details in this film that I you know have loved so much and I'm guessing will continue to love with the rise of Skywalker and we got the cover for the rise of Skywalker visual dictionary and the knight of ren this knight of ren right over here that you see i don't know if it's this this way or this way but the knight of ren that you see uh is front and center and he looks fantastic or she we don't know uh if it's a male or female under there and also there's a sith trooper helmet on the cover as well and you know you got ray you got dio you got all the fan favorites and um i think the cover is great and, and here's my thing is i don't really get too hyped up about who makes the the, the big portion of the cover right um, because on the uh, the Last Jedi Visual Dictionary, uh, the Praetorian Guard was the front and center on that one, and we were like, "Oh, they're gonna have a, they're gonna be a big deal in this movie." And like, I'm not gonna say the Praetorian Guards weren't a big deal in the Last Jedi, but they were definitely not a huge deal. I mean, they definitely had their moments. I mean, they you know got destroyed by Kylo Ren and Rey, but. You know, we, going into that, I was expecting to see more from them. So I've kind of learned my lesson with that. But the, I do think the Knights of Ren are going to have a pretty big role in the Rise of Skywalker. I really do. I think I think their role is going to be... I think it's going to be pretty substantial. I do. I really do. Because I think it's going to be a play a big part in, in Kylo's decision, whatever he chooses to do at the end of the film. Um, if he turns towards the dark side or, or stays towards the dark side, maybe comes back to the light side to help the resistance. If he lives or dies, I think it's going to have a lot to do with the Knights of Ren. And I do think they will be dead by the end of the film as well. I think Kylo is going to take them out. That's just my personal theory. So, but I'm still very, very excited to learn more about the Knights of Ren. I'm so happy that they're, uh, this, this Knight of Ren is front and center on the visual dictionary. And I uh, can't wait. And he looks, they look great. Like, that's the thing about the Knights of Ren. Like, we don't know shoot about them. We don't know shit about them. But they definitely look badass. Even on that cover for the, 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 the Kylo Ren uh, comic book series, they all look great. Uh, they all look amazing. And I can't wait to see more of them. And, we, and there's, you know... They got some funny business going on in the Rise of Skywalker. You know, we we've seen them. There's a there's a shot in the trailer where Kylo's helmet is being put back together, and if you if you pause it and brighten it up like a lot, 
you see in the background the Knight of Ren. So it's kind of like the Knights of Ren showed up and they were like, hey man, where's your, they were talking, they, they saw Kylo, they're like, hey man, where's your helmet at? And he was like, oh yeah, I, dude, I broke that thing. I got really mad, you know, type of little things die. And they're like, what? No, you, wait, you can't be a Knight of Ren if you don't have a scary black helmet. And they're like, he's like, no, nah, I can just be, my face is kind of scary. You got the scar now because this scavenger girl gave me the scars too. And they're like, no, 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 no. You have, you have to have a black mask. You have to have a mask. No, I think we all voted. This When we started this group, we all voted that you have to have a black mask. Okay. Now you're going to work. No, we're going to take you to this guy. He's going to put that mask together. going to put some cool red trimming on it. So you don't look super stu stupid with all those stupid cracks in your helmet. And then... You're going to put it on and you're going to wear it for the rest of your life. And he's like, fine. So they take it to wherever we see them putting that helmet back together. Um, and by the way, uh, Lucasfilm, uh, never let me write Star Wars because that will be, that will be how it plays out on screen. Um, so just, you know, never, never, ever let me write Star Wars um, in the future. What, actually, please do. Please do. I would, I would love to do that. I would. I'll, I'm just kidding. It would it would be it would be good. It would be really good. You should you should hit me up for sure. All right. Also, another announcement that I really uh, I really liked was Jedi Lost, the Count Dooku audio series, audio drama. Um, it, it, that was that was kind of amazing. It was it was fantastic, and I love the audio dramas. I hope they do more of those. Um, it was a big hit. They they announced that the Jedi Lost print version will be out August October first. Sorry, and that is something I'm really excited for. Just to have it you know, uh, in book form, because the story is fantastic. It's a fantastic story about Count Dooku. Count Dooku has kind of been getting a lot of uh, publicity lately, I should say, and I think he's deserves it. I think he's one of these characters that have been amazing and, and, and it has always been really intriguing and really amazing and uh, obviously portrayed by the great Christopher Lee, like, come on, how could he not be amazing? And, I, and I'm really excited that he's kind of, that he got to get his story told more, and I kind of hope that we get some more with him I think he has a lot of great uh, story potential, and I hope uh, I hope he shows up more. So the Jedi Lost print version will be out October 1st. So I'm definitely going to be picking that up. All right, guys, and that basically there was a there was a bunch there was a few little other um, things announced at the Lucasfilm Publishing um, uh, panel at, at San Diego Comic Con, but those were the ones that kind of stood out to me that I felt like I wanted to talk about. And uh, also, guys. San Diego Comic-Con is over, and that means the next big convention is D23, Disney 23. And you know what that means? That means more Star Wars news. And that means Star Wars, that, that's going to be big Star Wars news. Like, that's coming right around the corner at the end of August. It's, it, it's about a month from now, I shouldn't say right around the corner, but the end of August, and it's August 22nd through the 25th, I believe, and um, we're gonna probably get a lot of the Disney Plus. We're gonna here's here here. I'm gonna take this moment in the show to say that I talked about this on Twitter a little bit. A lot of people uh, didn't quite agree with me, so I'm gonna throw this out here right now. So I have this you know on record that I'm saying this. It's coming out of my mouth. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. These are the Star Wars announcements that we will get from D23. Here they are. You ready? Ready for it? We're gonna get a Mandalorian trailer. Released to the public, full trailer, uh, a lot of action, lots of dialogue, lots of story. We're gonna get one. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be like a celebration where they showed us and then released it to every, anyone else. We're gonna get a full trailer for the Mandalorian. We're gonna get the third Disney Plus series uh, 
announcement. We're gonna know what it is. They're gonna announce that it's Kenobi. Uh, that's that's where we're gonna we're gonna get the announcement. Maybe even you and McGregor will come out on stage and be like, "Hi, I'm excited. Ha ha ha. I'm great. It's gonna be great. I'm making a lot of money." And also, we're gonna get some some news about the Cassian Andor series. And I'm actually gonna talk about what news I think we're probably gonna be getting a little later on in today's show. And also, we're gonna get to the rise of Skywalker behind the scenes real and because you know they always have the behind the scenes reels and they're always great i always really enjoy the behind the scenes reels that we get from these uh the, from the new movies in the disney era of star wars they're all fantastic and uh, they, they get you really emotional they get you excited and you're like oh i just want to see it now and then, then you get a trailer in october and then that ties you over until you actually get to see the damn thing in december <sighs> can't wait very 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 excited but i think those are the announcements we're going to get uh and, and a lot of people are kind of uh, don't believe me. Some people think that's not going to happen. But really, there's been a drought in Star Wars uh, uh, news. Really, there's been a drought in Star Wars officially released news, I should say. And I think they're really going to um, drop huge bombs at D D23 because I think that is what I've talked about this before. That's what they're trying to do with D23. They want D23 to be their big Comic-Con. Marvel, I know for a fact that Marvel held back like the MC for their MCU stuff they held back a little bit at San Diego Comic-Con because they you know of course they wanted to have a big Hall H panel because a lot of people go to Comic-Con because of Marvel they love Marvel they want to know more about the MCU and it's an experience for them so they're not going to be assholes and say no we're only going to D23 they're going to go to San Diego Comic-Con they're going to give a lots of news like they did but they're going to go to D23 and drop even bigger news. I bet you we get Fantastic Four, maybe some casting for that. We're gonna get um, maybe some more uh, some uh, uh, Black Widow movie footage. That's very possible. There's gonna be a lot of stuff that Marvel drops at D23 as well. There's gonna be a lot of movie news at D23 for Disney, um, and I think Star Wars will not be any different. And we're gonna get a ton of Star Wars news. I think. I think the D20, the Star Wars section of the D23 live action panel that they kind of do every year, or not every year, every other year, I think it's that's going to be, um, I, I think that's going to be similar to what Marvel did at San Diego Comic Con with their like, we're just, here's all of our stuff, right? Here's all of our stuff. Here's the, the shows we're making, uh, Mandalorian, Cassian, and um, and probably Kenobi, and also here's some the Rise of Skywalker stuff. Maybe here's Benioff and Wise to talk about their films a little bit. You know, it's gonna be stuff like that. And I think they're really gonna go in. Most people don't believe me, but after D23, come watch this video, and I and I'll say I told you so. Okay, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a big big day for Star Wars fans, and we deserve it. It's been a long been a while since we've had a big this huge you know boom in in news. Uh, like a huge drop, I guess. I'm, I'm thinking like the last real big officially announced piece of news was probably like the Cassian announcement, which was a while back. Like it's it's really been a a while. Um, you know, other than other than you know, obviously the obvious at, at, at Star Wars Celebration, but like just just randomly dropped or, or not randomly dropped, but just it's been a bit. That was in April. You know, I mean, we're, we're we are as Star Wars fans. We are needy. We are uh, we 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 just take and take, and we love it. And and um and and I think they're gonna give us a lot at D twenty three. Um, all right, moving on. Kevin Smith, who is one of my favorite people, like in the entire world, I love that guy so much. Um, he you know obviously a huge Star Wars fan, and he's friends with J J Abrams. And so every time J J has done a Star Wars movie, uh, he, Kevin Smith has visited the set. Uh, he was actually in 
the Rise of, uh, or, or not the Rise of Skywalker, The Force Awakens quite a bit. He had a, he had some cameos uh, as like stormtrooper voices and, and stuff like that. And he's you know and, and he's a, he's amazing and he's living the nerd dream. He's he's a, he's a filmmaker and he's a big Star Wars fan. He does Star Wars uh, and, and and like Batman and, and and comic book movie podcasts all the time. Definitely go check those out if you don't watch them. They're they're great. He's hilarious as well. Uh, and so anyway, Kevin Smith was on. Uh, he was at Comic Con and he was he got asked about. Uh, his time on the set of the rise of Skywalker and he made some very interesting comments uh, about <clears throat> the rise of Skywalker and particularly he said that he was told to not go look at the the set for the final shot of the film because uh, JJ told him he's like dude you don't want to see it you don't want to see it it'll melt your mind and it's going to be the last shot of the movie and you should really just wait to see it in the cinema and he made a great reference, is like, or, or a great metaphor. It's like when the magician tells you, "Trust me, you don't want to know the trick. You don't look. You don't. You don't want to know. You just want to. You just want to experience it like everybody else." And uh, and Kevin did not go look at it, but that opens up a lot of speculation. What in the world is going on in that final shot? Now, I had a little bit of a a little. What's the word I'm looking for? I, 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 my imagination went rampant. And I was like trying to imagine. I was like, what would be the most ideal final scene in The Rise of Skywalker for me? And, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now what it would be. And what if this happens, my heart will be so full and so empty at the same time. And my eyes will definitely be, definitely be so dry because any liquid that I have in my tear ducts here will be down my face and on the floor. This is what would be the ideal final scene. Kylo Ren turned to the light side, but while doing it, he died, much like his grandfather before him. Rey survives the battle. She, you know, they kill whoever the enemy is in this film, probably maybe maybe Palpatine. I don't know. We know he's in the we don't know what he's doing in the film, but maybe they kill Palpatine or whoever. And Kylo's dead, and, and, and Rey wants to give him a proper send-off. And so what he does is, he, is, is she takes it back to where it all started, and she goes to the, the, the Lars homestead, and, um, and she buries him there. And the final, oh God, ugh, I'm literally getting like thinking about it right now, getting emotional. And can you just imagine the final shot of this Skywalker saga is just her at the Lars homestead, staring at the twin sons, exactly where Luke did, the same music playing, the same John Williams score blaring, and she's just looking out at it, maybe tears in her eyes, she's crying, because Daisy said that in her last shot of the film, she's crying quite a bit, and so it would make sense that maybe in this moment, she was she just has tears in her eyes, she's crying, and she's looking at the sunset, and it's that shot, you know, that famous shot of Luke from behind him, and he's looking out, and you see the, the suns, and then it's just directed by J.J. Abrams. Oh my God, I should write Star Wars. That would <laughs> that would be definitely what I would do, uh, and, and that's how I would end it all. And it would be, it, I mean, wow. I, if, if, if that, I, now, now there's a one in a million chance that that is, is what JJ did. JJ probably is doing something way better. Um, but that personally, if that, if that is what 
is portrayed on the screen in front of me when I'm watching that film on December 19th, 2019, then that there will be no more fluids left in my head because it'll all just come out and I'll be crying like a, like a little, like a little child. Um, and I have no, I have no issues with that. Um, and so that's my speculation and, 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 and I'm a big fan of speculation. I think that's what gets me going. That's what makes these waits for the star Wars movies bearable is you get to speculate and speculate and speculate. And you get to see the trailer and you go, Oh, maybe that's why this is happening because my speculation that I was thinking about, blah, blah, blah. You know, it usually never comes to fruition, but it's, it's just fun. And so that's my speculation for the final shot of the rise of Skywalker. Uh, and like I said, probably not going to happen, but you know, I can dream, you know what I mean? I can, uh, I can hope for that kind of ending, but anyway, the final shot of the rise of Skywalker will melt your mind. According to Kevin Smith. All right, guys, Mandalorian season one is finished. John Favreau was on Jimmy Kimmel talking about it. And he said the Mandalorian season one is, is completely finished. It's ready to be shown and it comes out in November. Cannot wait. And also, he said that the season two of The Mandalorian, he's already writing it. And he's already even done some, like, test shoots for it. So it makes you think, this can get into production fairly soon. Which would be very, very exciting. Because, you know, we have this th we're going to have this three-year drought that are in the feature films department for Star Wars. You know, after The Rise of Skywalker, we have to wait until 2022 for the first Benioff and Weiss movie. It's going to be a long wait. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be hard. But if they are like you know continually, continuously giving us Disney Plus content, which it seems like they are gonna do, that wait will not feel very long. Because if we get the Mandalorian season one, which obviously we're getting in November, we get Cassian probably end of next year, I'm guessing, and with that third one, maybe the year after that. Uh, hopefully, it's Kenobi. Wow, like that. Honestly, that's that is that is actually more ideal. Because well, here's the thing, right? let's say we get one film a year and we haven't, we don't get you like in the past, like we haven't had a live action show yet. You know, we've had rebels and, and you know, obviously clone wars has been a thing for a very long time, but and resistance as well. But the thing is with these films is like kind of the main and almost only thing, especially for some fans who aren't super into it. Like we are like, we don't watch rebels and resistance and, and the clone wars. It's like you, you get every year you get two and a half hours of star Wars, right? Now, like this year, at the end of this year, after the like when when the Mandalorian's out and when the Rise of Skywalker is out, that's gonna be. I think there's eight episodes of the Mandalorian. I'm gonna guess they're all about an hour long. That's eight hours of the Mandalorian, and it's two and a half hours. That's ten and a half hours of Star Wars content for us. So that is a lot of Star Wars to watch. The Star Wars marathons, the Star Wars live action marathons are going to be unbearable now they're going to be impossible because you have to watch one two three four five six and then the mandalorian and then seven and and then eight and nine and then wherever the cassian show ends up you know probably before like right before episode four or somewhere in between episode three and four then you got to add eight hours to that because you have to watch all those episodes of course and then kenobi is going to be right before a new hope as well because you know fucking star wars hates to get out of that same that they love that time period the episode three between episode three and episode four I do. It's a cool. It's a, it's a cool timeline, like early Empire. Like it's cool, right? Let's move on. Let's move on. I'm already kind of tired of of in between episodes uh, uh, six and seven. Like we've kind of filled that up. We're getting to the point where that's filled up. Let's go. 
before episode one. Let's go way before episode one. So I don't know why I'm ranting about that. It, 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 it's just annoying to me. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, it, there's going to be a lot of Star Wars content within in the next couple of years, even though we're not getting feature films. There's going to be more Star Wars content, actually, than if we just got films every year. Because there's going to be pretty much eight hours of new Star Wars that we get to see every year. Wow. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, can't wait for that. And, you know, I'm just super, super, super excited about The Mandalorian. And if they get The Mandalorian Season 2 out, like, soon. Like, let's, what if they started shooting that middle of next year? And we kind of get Mandalorian Season 2 mid-2021. And then maybe Cassian... Cassian will come out end of 2020. If we got... If they started shooting... Mandalorian middle of like mid 2020 then we get it like mid to late 2021 and then the third Disney plus series will probably start shooting mid 2021 and we'll get that like mid to late 2022 then 2022 is when the Benioff and Weiss but guys we'll be fine we're gonna be okay we're gonna get through this it's gonna be fun actually it's gonna be like we're not missing anything because we're gonna have all these shows to watch I'm very very excited guys if you can't tell for this Disney plus shout out to Disney plus for being this gateway to all this amazing, amazing Star Wars content that we're getting. It's going to be very, very exciting. Even though the Cassian series I'm not super hyped for, you know. Like, I, I, obviously I'm hyped because it's Star Wars and I enjoy Cassian. I enjoy K2SO. And, uh, but I, I really hope that they... I've talked about this multiple times. I really hope they just use that show as like... I hope they use Cassian as like basically like a... I don't know, I can never figure, think of the word to use. Like, I want them to use him as, like, a not, I, I want, I mean, I'm going to use the word transport, right? So where we can use him as a character, we can follow him as he goes on all these missions across the, the galaxy, and we run into these characters that we know and love, right? Even characters maybe that we can bring from animation, right? We can bring, uh, you know, who knows, like, anyone. We can have, we can see any character, because most characters are still kicking in that time period, Right? Uh, and so there's a lot of opportunities that we can, you know, we can have and, and they can use with this Cassian show. Just hopefully they're not going to be going on one mission over the course of the eight episodes. Like, I really hope that's not what they're doing. But we'll see. And, and you know, I trust Lucasfilm. Uh, this, I trust the story department. I don't really, you know, trust the marketing department. But I'm not going to get into that right now. I just think it's, they're, they're, it's really, they're not, they're, they're don't, they don't do a great job. The fact that, you know, I'd be hard, you know, it'd be, I'd be hard pressed. Like most people, most normal people, obviously we know the Rise of Skywalker is coming out, and and if you're a if you're a mild fan of Star Wars, but you know that the 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 Rise of Skywalker is coming out this year. But if you were just like someone who barely is into Star Wars, you'd be hard pressed to know that the last Star Wars movie comes out this year, at the end of this year. Guys, get on it, man! What are you doing? The Mandalorian Season 1 is coming out in November. Nobody knows what that is. That comes out in a couple of months and there's been no officially released footage. There's no officially released footage. There's nothing. There's literally nothing except a promo image of the Mandalorian just walking. How do you... Now, I get that they're probably confident in The Mandalorian. They're like, oh, we're confident. It's going to be good. It's going to get a lot of word of mouth. Uh, spend those marketing dollars that you have. Huh? Please. G get it out there. 
let people know. And that's why at D23, I am 100% certain they're going to release a, uh, a trailer for The Mandalorian to the public. Because if they don't, if they don't, what is wrong with you? Lucasfilm marketing team. Look, I love Lucasfilm. I love Lucasfilm. I think you're great. What is wrong with you? If you don't release a Mandalorian trailer at D23 this year, you should already have one. You should have released a trailer at Celebration. Can you imagine the insane amounts of hype there would have been on the internet that day if if, if basic or, or that weekend or that week of Star Wars Celebration really? If, if you would have released the Rise of Skywalker trailer on that uh, Friday, and then on that Sunday when the Mandalorian panel was, if there would have been a, a full trailer for the Mandalorian. Or not even a full trailer, like a little teaser, kind of like the Rise of Skywalker one. You showed us, you, you showed the people that were in the panel, like, all this footage, man. You showed us a lot of footage. I thank you for that. I'm not complaining. But you you have to... You have to give something to the people that weren't in the room. Even the people who spent money at Star Wars Celebration, the people who spent their hard-earned dollars to go to Star Wars Celebration and didn't win the panel lottery, didn't get to see any footage. What? They got to, oh, they got to stream the panel. They got to stream the panel like everyone did at home. Who's sitting there who didn't pay any money to go to Chicago, buy a ticket, all this stuff. But but they but the, the people who but the people who did buy the tickets and the plane tickets and, and got and I got to Chicago and, and I got a hotel and all this stuff. Oh no, they got to, it's okay, they got to watch it out at the Star Wars stage on the show floor. That's messed up, man. At least you should have at least given us a or given them a trailer. For the, for the public to see. And the fact that to this point in time, what almost August, when it comes out in November, at the, at the point of D23 when they're probably going to release the, uh, the, the trailer for The Mandalorian to the public, when they're probably going to do that, that's going to be August 24th probably. That's like 24th, September, October, November. That is only a few months before the... Come on. What are you doing? Holy shoot. I just sorry, I don't mean to go in. I said I wasn't gonna do that, and then I just got mad. I was just thinking about it. It's so dumb. Whatever. Alright. We'll be fine. Mandalorian will be fine. It's not like it's like a box office thing where they're gonna have to, you know. They they their numbers of who watched, how many people watch the Mandalorian are private. It's you know, it's them. They know how many streams it's gonna get, and if it gets a lot, they'll probably flaunt it. You know, flaunt. Hey, a lot of people watched it. And if they didn't, they're gonna be like, it was good. It was a good success. If it gets like not a ton of you know people, a ton of viewers. Which the thing is with this Disney Plus, there's a lot of people that don't know what it is, right? That even right now, a lot of people don't know what Disney Plus is, unless you're a hardcore Star Wars fan or a hardcore Marvel fan or like a hardcore Disney fan. That should not be the case, right? Like Disney Plus. Like, everyone, everybody who has Netflix should know what Disney Plus is right now. Everyone. And they don't. Because Disney has not been pushing Disney Plus. They're going to wait to D23 and then they're going to make a hard push for it. But there's nothing wrong with, with spreading out your marketing time. There's nothing wrong with it. Build that hype, son. Anyway. All right. 
I'm done with that. I'm, I'm done with this. All right. Michael Giacchino the other day tweeted a cryptic Star Wars tweet. Uh, and it was very, and here's the, here's what the tweet said. You'll see it on the screen as well. He said, hi, Star Wars. Hope you're having a great evening. Hey, Michael, what are you talking about, man? What is that? What is that supposed to mean? What are you doing? What's up with you, man? Are you possibly, and obviously this, this, you know, we, we're asking a lot of questions and he's not like, oh, this is why I tweeted this. He hasn't said anything. He has not said anything. And, but what a lot of people are thinking is that. This is him saying, or Tim teasing, that he'll be scoring the Cassian Andor uh, series, which would make a lot of sense because he did the score for Rogue One, the you know the, the movie that introduced Cassian to the world, and also he did a great job with Rogue One because originally Alexander Desplat was suppo was supposed to be scoring that uh, scoring that film, but like pretty like only like a month or two before that movie uh, was coming out, there was a report, there was news that he left the project. And so then they hired Michael, G Michael Giacchino really quick. And Michael Giacchino, in my opinion, Rogue One scores some of the one of the best in the entire franchise. He did a he did, a, he did an amazing job in the month that he probably had to do the film, to score the film. So I think it would make a lot of sense, and it would be a really good idea for Lucasfilm to get him to do the Cassian show. And that is the news I talked about earlier that I think we'll be getting for the Cassian show. Uh, I think they're going to announce that Michael Giacchino will be doing the music. Uh, it's such an easy announcement to make at D23, and it'll make a lot of people happy. So I think it would make sense for them to do that. Um, and, and I think that'd be it's going to be fantastic if he does that. Um, I think I think he does it. He's, obviously, he's great. I mean, wow, if you look at his credits, it's like he's literally the guy for you know film scoring right now. He's the composer right now. Um, and, and so it, it definitely makes sense. And it makes sense that they, they'd get him to do the uh, to do the show um, so yeah hopefully that's what that is I guess we'll find out later not much more to go off other than that um, all right guys I guess that's gonna wrap today's episode up uh, I got a little mad a minute ago but it's fine you know that happens probably usually at least once an episode I like to think of myself as kind of like uh, the Stephen A Smith of the Star Wars world I'll just I'll be talking about something very you know chill and then I'll just start yelling because because like, you start thinking about something, and you know if you're passionate about something like I am about Star Wars, you're gonna you're gonna get upset sometimes when things are being so poorly ran, and so yeah, Lucasville marketing team, y'all gotta y'all gotta step it up, man. I gotta step it up. All right, guys. Well, anyway, thank you so much for watching this episode of Kessel Run Radio. If you liked it, please leave a like and subscribe. And it uh, helps me out a lot. It lets me know that you like what I'm doing over here. If you'd like to, you can follow me on Twitter at Outlaw Noah and also on Instagram at The Outlaw Noah. And follow Kessel Run Radio on all the social media platforms at Kessel Run Radio. And guys, thank you so much once again for watching. And uh, may the force be with you.